It's Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. DreamWorks is here with a great new show for the whole family for Halloween time. It's Curses, premiering this Friday, October 27th on Apple TV+. Joining me are creators and executive producers Jim Cooper and Jeff Dixon and supervising producer and director Leo Riley. Guys, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I'm excited to get into this show. I've seen the first couple episodes. It's fun. It's exciting. Jim, let me start with you. This family is cursed. It must be reversed. It's a big adventure show. Tell me about the origins of Curses. Believe it or not, it's actually a weirdly personal. Short version is Jeff and I were not always a writing team. And we actually met. Uh, our kids went to the same elementary school. So we'd drop the kids off at school and walk back home. And along the way, we would talk, you know, writer's life, blah, blah, blah. Jeff has mostly worked in horror. I've mostly worked like in family and animation stuff. And over the years, we were always like, oh, we really should do something that's like a horror family. And it was something that we would like totally loved as a kid and watch with our kids. And somewhere over the years, um, we started talking about my family has always joked that we have a family curse that like my dad's generation, every male of the family, whether they got married into the family or born into it, died before they were 50. And it's always like, it's the curse. Mm. One day, my cousin was sitting down with my grandpa's photo album and found this photo. So listeners, it is two children. One who's like three years old. Who is my grandfather holding a human skull? And my cousin was like, well, I think we found the origin of the family curse. And um, because it was all, like the next generation that all like had the issues. And so Jeff and I started talking about this idea. Of, what if you were a cursed family because of something that your ancestors did? Right. Or maybe something that they took. Like, now what are you supposed to do? So really, it kind of sprung from there. And then like, OK, let's build this into what turned out to be curses. You build it into quite a world. Wow, that is uh, that is such a photo, and that is such an <laughs> origin story. Wow. So, Jeff, you are a real horror guy. You love it. What do you love specifically about taking horror and and making it work for families? I always say this, and everyone always laughs when I say it, but I have meaning behind it, but I really want to scare children. And the reason I want to do that is personal to me because when I was a little kid, I would watch horror content as a challenge. I would be like, oh, you know what? I can get through this. I can get through this. And it would, uh, and I'd get credits would come and I'd have this like feeling of empowerment. I'd be like, I did that. I'm going to try again. And so then I would watch something scary again. And sure enough, and it, over the time, it built this like courage and I, it helped me kind of get through real life fears. And so I, think that nowadays the tendency is to really protect kids and treat them with white cotton gloves and and just like you know they don't need and I actually think that adding some scares and some horror to kids lives is actually healthy and good so it is something that um you know is slightly personal to me on that level but on just like a purely visceral thing um horror is about as universal as you can get everybody gets scared. 
you know, whether you are little or old or everybody in between, everybody gets scared. And so we tried to find a way that everybody can get scared in curses. Yeah. And my five-year-old cousin loves turning out the lights in one of his rooms and, you know, putting uh, colored flashlights on and calling it the spooky room and getting scared by shadows. And, 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 you know, one of the key words you said there, uh, Jeff, was courage. And these two main kids have such courage, Pandora and Russ. Leo, you direct the first episode, which is a great introduction into what we get here. What were your goals with wanting to establish the show? And I really like the pacing of it. It really works. Yeah, I think we spent a lot of time thinking about how uh, the show functioned uh, as a gateway horror show, not only from probably the storytelling aspect of it, but the visual side of it, really leaning into that sort of illustrated uh, EC comic influence, Tales from the Crypt, eerie uh, comics, visual approach to the style of the show. And that just kind of Starting it there, anchoring it that in that visual and storytelling uh, world, and then, of course, you know, moving on from there into the rest of the series. It's a fantastic introduction. It sucked me in right away. There's some cool backstory elements. Jim, what do you love about our two main characters, Pandora and Rust? They've got their parents as well. They're on this major quest, and they have such strong personalities. What did you want to showcase with them right out of the gate? Well, you know, one of the things that we really like doing in the first couple episodes is like this idea of a lot of times in like family stories or kids animation, it's like they just put the kids in and they whiz bang, they know everything. Like they're built in heroes. And we really like the idea of them kind of coming to rise to the occasion of the situation where they're not just chock full of like, I know how to do everything. I mean, Pandora, great skateboarder, Russ, you know, having his, his scientific knowledge. We really like the idea of them being somewhat normal kids coming into a tough situation and actually learning how to work with their mom mm. on, like, overcoming the family curse. Like, we always talked about, like, this idea that we love that it it's a family problem, it's a family solution. So that you know, it, it's also figuring out how to work that dynamic of the three of them. It's a good trio. And you also have Stanley and Larry. And Stanley and Larry are the caretakers of the restricted wing. They are they are so cool looking. And I love their personalities too. Jeff, what were your goals with them and, and how we meet them and how they become a part of this journey? We always knew we needed somebody to kind of be knowledgeable about the restricted wing. And... Um, we're like, who else would be better to do that than two actual artifacts that had woken up? And so we actually, you know, Stanley and Larry, like, and all of our characters, we have intense backstories for all of them. And so we know where they come from and their scenario and their situation. And there is a lot of connective tissue to the restricted wing and everything. So we knew that, but in a, in a purely storytelling way, one of the things we really wanted to do with Stanley and Larry is to create that balance. All good horror needs those moments of rest. And in order, you know, if a roller coaster was just all drops all the time, it would be the worst roller coaster in the world. You have to have those little moments of catching your breath. And that's Stanley and Larry. They were our balance of let's catch your breath. I hate to use the term com com comic relief, but they car a little bit comic relief. 
But what's fun is that they are our whole core concept of the show is about family and slowly they become part of the family. It, it's comic relief, but but with a lot of substance to it. They have a lot of substance. A lot of important information to share that the dad is is solid. He's been cursed. It's it's crazy <laughs> what he goes through. And the kids and mom have to save the day with the help of Stanley and Larry. And Leo, as we're watching this, it's very cool looking animation. I can tell there are a lot of intricacies to the detail work. So how challenging was that? And what was the the overall look that you really wanted to accomplish here? Yeah, again. It was, you know, sort of rooted in that EC comic approach yeah. that that the the look, you know, adding the brushwork, the halftone, et cetera. I think it also allowed us to hopefully fairly seamlessly bent, blend uh, 2D and CG elements into the show, which then, you know, allowed us to to um, take advantage of of, uh, you know, uh, really interesting camera work, you know, that again, also harkens back to a lot of horror influences. Yeah, because you, you've got the skateboard uh, sequence early on. You've got a lot of moments where they're going into caves and tunnels and dark spaces and you make it look cool. I mean, that must have been challenging too, Leo, maybe to because of the darkness in some aspects. You want to make sure obviously everybody can see everything. There, there was a lot going on there. Yeah, like everything else there's always you have to find that balance so you know with you know understanding how dark we could go with the show not only visually but then thematically too because we just felt overall again felt like we needed to find a balance that's why when it's daytime we've got the super punchy colors and then when it's nighttime you just lean into the darkness of everything love yeah. that Curses premieres this Friday, October 27th on Apple TV Plus. I've got Jim, Jeff, and Leo here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. So, uh, Jim, one of the other executive producers of the show is John Krasinski. And, of course, what he did with A Quiet Place Parts 1 and 2 was take horror and make it appealing, I think, to everybody and to, to my age and younger. He pulled it off with those with his lovely wife, Emily Blunt. How was it having John Krasinski be a part of this? Oh, it was fantastic. And you you actually hit on a lot of it, too. Like, the main thing that, like, he, uh, like, expressed to us, like, what did he learn from doing the Quiet Place movies and and how to apply it to curses was really this the family concept. You know, he was like re really reiterating that the quiet place worked because it was a family that you cared about. Mm -hmm. And so these bad things that might happen to them, everything's heightened because you care about them as a family. Mm -hmm. And that's really like exactly what we were trying to do with curses, that it was like, OK, that, that's a, that's a great lesson to learn from that. And so you can, I mean, you can have as many jump scares as you want, and you'll always get someone, ah, I wasn't expecting that black cat jumping out of there. But if you genuinely care about the characters and the family, like you did in The Quiet Place, that's going to take you a lot further. And so it was funny. It was really helpful was kind of making that concept of the North Star in the show, too. Yes, family was so key to those movies. That family was really in danger, and so is this family. So, yes, there you go. And also part of this show, Robert Englund. Of course, Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street voices the key character of Cornelius. Jeff, how was it having 
Robert Englund voiced this character, a horror icon on your show. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys mocked me consistently because I was like giddy as a schoolgirl. Like he, you know, they always say like, never meet your heroes, but if they're Robert Englund, meet him because he was absolutely fantastic, unbelievable professional. He would like talk about, cause Cornelius comes from a different era and he would say these different, you know, types of flourish in his words. And he would be like, Oh no, no, by the way, in this type, he wouldn't say it this way. He'd say it this way because this actually means this. And we're like, thank you, Robert Englund. You know what I mean? So it was really, really incredible um, because he really also took to the show. He's he's a genre fan. Mm -hmm. So like after we'd be on the recording him, we would just stand around and talk about horror movies. And it was just, he just, yeah, it was, it was a, for me personally, it was a dream come true. Nice. Awesome. All right. A few, few quick questions for you guys. Who was the person out of the three of you that when something was uh, going wrong while you were uh, producing this show that you would yell out curses? Who was the one of the three of you that did that the most? <laughs> Probably Jeff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he well, a, curses he, was the word, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a curse word. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Really a little not. different. A little different. All right. Uh, we, we, it was funny though. We did always, we always loved the idea of the yelling, the curses, and having it be the title. In fact, what's funny is we always wanted in the back of our head to be three exclamation points at the end of the title, <laughs> not just one. Don't know why. We just thought it would be funnier. <laughs> it works. It works. All right. Out of the three of you, who has been in the most ultimate hide and seek? game ever because hide and seek is a key element you think back to your childhood is there a hide and seek memory that stands out to any of you wow. <laughs> i don't know that one stumped me you know okay you know what's really funny about that not for me directly i've got a nephew who like was the best hide and seek like kid like we would literally like not be able to find him and he's like an army ranger now so you're like <laughs> okay i guess he's doing that professionally <laughs> The I mean, train, the don't train. know where on earth he is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taken down. <laughs> and for all of you, so the kids on in your neighborhood on Halloween, don't curse your house and curse you. What is the candy that you are giving out on Halloween night that's going to make sure that you please the kids so they do not curse your house? Leo, I'll start with you. Gummy bears is my go-to. Mm, good bears. choice. Yes. <laughs> All right. Jim, what about you? This is my wife's choice. And based on previous experience, bags of like chips, like Doritos and stuff like that, because you'd be shocked about how many kids are like, I'd like that to sort of like counterbalance the, the candy. Cool. I, I will say there's two because one is the obvious and the other one is the not as obvious, but in my opinion, better, which is the obvious Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. But the take five bar is better. It's got the pretzel in it. So I'm just saying. I thought you were going to say something banana related. Well, no, I mean, not everyone loves banana. I'm obsessed with bananas, but I, I wouldn't bananas that out. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, awesome Halloweens for you guys and for families, for all the kids who are going to your houses and, and all the houses around the world. 
to watch this show because it's it's exciting, it's energetic, it's fun, and it's good archaeology mystery. And I think uh, kids really embrace that today. So you guys have really pulled it off with Curses, premiering this Friday, October 27th on Apple TV+. Plus. Jim Cooper, Jeff Dixon, Leo Riley, thank you for being here today on the LCJ Q&A. Awesome. You. Thank you, Jackson. Thanks, guys. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all of these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com. And don't forget to read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A.